2: The moment to feel yourself growing. This is greatness that I'm showing. Close your eyes, I'm still glowing. Close the door, I'm still going. This is grand business. Have a seat and be a witness. Hey, what's it like?
1: It's about that time. Strictly hoops is hitting the airwaves once again. Welcome, CJ, here, to another here, episode. How here? you doing, sir?
2: I'm good. I mean, you know. Yeah. I can't complain. Push all the buttons, subscribe, and all the other good stuff, all that other stuff. You know, I don't we ain't gotta say that every Thursday. <laughs> Yeah,
1: every single Thursday, you can find a Strictly Hoops episode, but we won't always have a very special guest, and today, we got a very, very special guest. CJ, will you please introduce the man?
2: The man, the myth, the legend, <laughs> the the returner, leave, go get some knowledge, come back so I can help y'all type thing, you know, my man, Yaka Perto, you know, my big fella. What's going on, man? How you doing? I'm good. Appreciate man. you guys having me. Yeah, man, we appreciate you.
1: How was CJ a good vet to you?
2: Sheesh! Uh, Start there, <laughs> <laughs> man.
0: It's about him. <laughs> Starting off right, huh? Uh, no, CJ was a great vet. Uh, CJ was the guy for us. Like we had a bunch of young guys coming off the bench trying to vibe, and CJ was that. He was kind of like the the glue guy, the veteran guy off the bench, like trying to help us play the right way. Um, so yeah, I, I I think us as a group got learned a lot from CJ, and and he really he really helped helped us excel right there.
1: That's cool. CJ, your first impressions of, of Yak, I want to get you guys talking more than than me because you guys got the special connection um, um, in this conversation.
2: So first of all, clarify, I was only that in the beginning, like the first couple weeks. Like like <laughs> just until those guys got used to like what what was going on, right? Because they were all coming into their own right. Like I just was the one that was screaming to everybody to shoot. Like that was pretty much all <laughs> I was doing. I was telling everybody to go and shoot. And then we – like obviously – we turned into something. We did, there was no. I will say this: we did not know we were gonna be what we were in the beginning. Like we got there, cause cause when we sh- one, I showed up late, so a lot of people don't notice. Like, um, I didn't meet everybody till um media day. Like, mm-hmm. I got I usually get to camp like a month before. Or I try to get there a month before, like two, three weeks before. So obviously, everybody knows we were having a kid. We had Ava that year. Everybody knows Ava. Ava's more famous than me in Toronto. Um, (laughs) And then so we had a baby shower and my parents had a car accident coming to the baby shower. So I ended up not getting there, just staying home and making sure everybody was good. It was like everybody ended up being okay, but it was, you know, it was a lot going on. It was it was a bad accident. Some stuff happened, but it wasn't anything too crazy not to get into detail. But so I get there late and we kind of have to form everything to start a camp. Like we take pictures, shake hands and then we leave. Like, that's how it starts.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's funny like how guys that get together, how they interact with each other. And I mean, your impressions of, of Yak right off or of uh, of CJ right off the bat, Yak, like what was the first interaction? Do you remember that?
2: Uh,
0: For me? With CJ or? Yeah, yeah. Which one? Yeah, I don't know. You go first, Yak. Go ahead. Oh <laughs> Man, I, I don't remember, to be honest. I don't even remember <laughs> that part of you showing up late. Like to me, I just... Like the main things I remember from that season is like it was such a it's such a learning curve for me and then for us as as a team I guess like that like young group that we always talk about from from that team. Uh, but especially for me, what I what I remember the most, like for me as a screen setting big, like playing with CJ, like playing with just like a straight shooter, like that. That was the first time I actually like had to think about a lot of different things that are just like second nature now I guess uh but just like because we would be involved in so much like that two-man two-man game screen away like slip out like hit the roller out of that like these these kind of like basic NBA actions like I I wasn't used to that I didn't have a whole lot of playing time my first year in the NBA so like there's so much learning there that I look back on it's like yeah that was really the first one where I'm like yeah that's the go-to guy like I'm gonna try and look for this guy instead of screen on, on, yeah. on him. Like whenever I get a chance to, cause he'll yeah, let it we, fly. <laughs> and, and
2: just to the point, like we, we knew like the attention that it would, that it would bring. Right. If we got into it early, sure. if we got into it with speed. So we knew we could get you layups and dunks and slip outs and all the stuff you were talking about. Yeah. So it'd be like, it would be times I'd be running down the fort screaming Yacht's name at half court. Like just not yeah, even so yeah, much, yeah. All, not even so much all the time for me to shoot it, but just for the fact of what it would do. Like in the beginning, yes, I was getting shots because we were, that was the, but as the season progressed and everybody saw what we could do out of things, like it opened up so many things for us. As far as the first interaction, I don't remember either. I remember us, we got the training yeah, camp, <laughs> but a lot of vets showed up later in Toronto, obviously because it was coming to Canada. There was a lot of stuff to do with guys were in and out. They didn't stay. Like yeah. as much, so it was different than other places I had been, so maybe that's why it didn't really strike a thing for me to get there two days before or a day before. I had one workout and we took pictures the next day, and we were out right. <laughs> True. Um, uh, good times though, <laughs> it really was.
1: Before we backtrack pretty far, actually, in your uh, basketball career, I want to look at yesterday for one quick second because obviously the game was incredible. But you're like, what was your first impression of Victor Wabanyama? Like, when you were up against him tip off were you just like wow this guy is huge like, did anything shock you about the experience of going against him
0: uh i mean i think we pretty much knew like he's been talked about so much uh like to begin to see like even last year when like all the hype leading up to the draft and all this stuff but i mean it's he, he's really impressive like there's there's certain things like I even said before the game like uh I know there's guys out there that are going to change things things on the court but you still want to stick to what you do you want to stick to your like game plan and like not let that affect too much but he really changes the game for them when he's on the court like you cannot get an easy layup at any times like he might come Mm -hmm. flying from somewhere (laughs) (laughs) there's just nothing you can do sometimes so like there there's definitely been some moments in that game where I was like yeah, that's that's impressive. Like you, you gotta give him like you gotta give the flowers with the dude. Like especially for him being in the league for such a short time and already having such an impact is is pretty like it's pretty special. And that was the
2: thing, right? You knew right away. If it was anything he was gonna be able to do, he would change stuff defensively. Just cause the length and mobility, sure. right? He didn't you you wouldn't have to like, offensively, being able to shoot, being able to dribble, all that, that stuff comes with time. Offense, you can grow into that skill set. Guys can, like, be physical with you. But, like, on defense, the ground he can cover and the length, you can't teach that. So for sure. that was that was mm-hmm. going to be the niche from the beginning, right? You knew right away, look for him when you turn the corner because he's, <laughs> he's yeah. somewhere around. He's going <laughs> to get there, right? Um, for sure. And that's, it's good to hear, like, everybody notice it. But, it is like you said, it's incredible to see him – Making the progress
0: he's making so early, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a play yesterday where it's like, I, I think I caught the ball somewhere close to the paint. Like, he was like three feet off me, might even been more. He wasn't even looking my way. I thought I could get like a quick floater in, just scoop it up. Like,
1: <laughs> nope.
0: No that position, that possession, that
1: possession where he blocked Otto and Dennis from three in the same possession within like five seconds of each other. <laughs> I was
2: like, wow. Whoa, what? So, that's <laughs> the stat I want to see at the end of the year. I want to know how many three pointers he blocks. That's my <laughs> interesting stat because, and I want to know how much more he's done it than anybody else, right? Because he's going to set, if you think, if you yeah. look at it, it's going to be a record for it. He's going to sure. have the most. He's going to have the most because people keep trying to try him. And sneaking, they can sneak him off because his hands are down, and he's like tipping them and blocking them, and
0: like I want to know you that. You gotta though. shoot it. You're you're open. Like he's he's like seven feet off you. You're, you're <laughs> like, technically. Like, I gotta yes. shoot this. Like there's no. <laughs> yeah. He just comes
2: flying at you. Imagine it's, being open and you're wow, not he's right. Some <laughs> being open and you're not is crazy. Uh, it was weird for me. It was my
0: first game back in San Antonio, so oh, like, yeah. just. Like just walking through the halls, like going the wrong way, and yeah, <laughs> like, nah, even, I there. didn't even know where the locker room was. Like I, was just there, like, I felt like, yeah, felt there, like that. rookie year again. Like, yeah, the yeah. tribute was I'm cool they really... gave you, right? Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah that's cool. It's, it's fun to see that. Like, I, you don't realize. Like, I didn't realize how long I was in San Antonio until I like I really like consciously thought about it. Like, I was like there for five years, which is like it flew by. Way bigger part of my NBA career, realistically, than, than Toronto was. So, uh, yeah, it was fun to look back at that. Definitely. Got good memories for that. Spot. Five five years, I only saw Yak San Antonio.
2: I only saw Yak outside this one time out of the five years that he was. The, that he was here. <laughs> I saw you one time outside. Uh,
1: Can uh, you yeah. describe to me the Flava Flave looking necklace clock thing that players are getting after games?
0: Mm. <laughs> I mean, if if you've ever seen any picture of me, like pre-game, like post-game, whatever, you'll know that I have no idea what the what's going on there. Like, uh, <laughs> uh I mean, I think it's a new thing that they the coach is trying to bring in, like just like a little bit of like a like a man the match type thing, like somebody that ha- that's had like a big impact on the game. Uh, so for example, yesterday it would have been Scotty. Like Scotty really,
1: oh yeah, turned it up
0: in the second half. Like we're down big, and he he willed us back in the game like in general like that that second unit that came in like towards the middle of the third I guess like really really pushed for for us to make that comeback so uh yeah I think it's one of those things where you just want to show some some appreciation for somebody that did, did something like to help us win that game
2: I think those things are cool too to have those for your team like and for sure being able to to really build confidence and build, like, camaraderie, like, guys being able to come together and cheer for a guy and like showing recognition of what the guy did for us. Like, I remember my second year, we had the the WWE belt, or WWF belt in training camp. We didn't use it all year, but we had that for, like, certain things, guys winning games, guys doing this, whatever, and guys would leave out with it. And that was really cool, especially in camp because, you know, everybody – camp gets tedious. So you try to, like, find – ways to just kind of keep it exciting and keep guys engaged even more so, especially when like us, we would be together three times during the summer for a couple weeks at a time. Guys are with each other every day. Like by the time you get to camp, it's like, we're doing this again,
0: you know? So yeah. you need something new. Yeah. Huh. It's, it's fun to mix it up a little bit. For sure. Is,
1: is it heavy? <laughs>
0: I haven't worn it yet. So you gotta ask oh, me. It's what, coming. <laughs> It's, it's definitely. It's definitely. I <laughs> have one of those games. I can name a game. You, you should have talked to got talk it it out. Barco about it.
1: <laughs> Maybe I will. Maybe I will.
2: <laughs> about him not getting it yet, or about if it's heavy. Which one are we talking both. to Darko about? Both. Giving it to both. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. So I can. Okay. I can tell you. Okay, guys. okay. Just checking. <laughs> I'm just checking. I'm just checking. Yeah.
1: You've mentioned in the past that uh, you got some tips and tricks from Tim Duncan when you were with San Antonio and he was an assistant there. I'm not sure if he actually still is, but regardless, um, some of those tips and tricks, anything that uh, anything that sticks out, anything that uh, was very profound that helped you?
0: Um, hmm. I mean, for me, like, I feel like I'm the type of player, I learned the most just from playing experience in general, like the, the things you learn when you're actually on the basketball court. Like, I've never been a, a guy that like goes into a one-on-one workout and like learns this new move that's going to change the game for me like that's that's really not the type of player I am so for me to be able to go up against him in practice like he'd guard me like I'd guard him like we, we weren't like fully playing live one-on-one basketball but just the little things he'd do even in like a, a pregame warm-up or stuff like that like where he'd hold me to a certain spot like I feel like I couldn't move all of a sudden I'm like huh like <laughs> Just going up against that, like, on a daily basis, it's it's almost like having Tim as, like, a practice partner. Like, it's, I think things like that are, are what helped me. The- a lot can
1: happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.
0: most where like i can now incorporate that in my game like there might be a possession here or there where i can get away with something on the court that you know like might not be exactly within the rules but like you, you should just get away with stuff like that <laughs> don't you tell him don't uh, tell him like, like that has <laughs> keep, that keep has the the experience to know when to do that when not to do it and uh yeah i think those are the things that i i took away the most obviously Apart from that, like, so many so many other things we've worked on, like, just, like, the skill set, like, the the individual work that we put in, like, really helped me. But those little things are, are what I appreciated the most, to be honest.
1: Hmm. Anything, CJ? Do you have a player no, like yeah. that in your career? <laughs> it
0: uh, was Derek Fisher, right? Wasn't it
1: Derek Fisher for you Der- in
2: Utah? Derek Fisher, Fisher was the first person, like, it was a similar thing, like, just kind of watching. I was the same way. Like, it wasn't like, like he was saying. It was just seeing him and being around him every day like just seeing the stuff he did and then you know the stuff he's done. So anything you watch, it's like a little kid watching like, like the older brother or their uncle or their dad do something, right? It's like, he's been doing this forever. So whatever he's doing clearly works. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. So like, you just kind of take it that kind of way. Right. And Derek Fisher, like I told you the story. I came in the gym one day and I just remember never hearing a basketball dribble that hard in my life. Like <laughs> I walked in and I, and he was doing a two ball machine, And I just remember hearing, I've never heard it that fast and that hard ever in my life. And I just sat and watched him. And it was like on a Sunday night, I was usually the only person that would ever be there. And I just watched him. Like, just watched him. And then from that day, I watched him every day. And like he said, we'd be in shoot around, practice, whatever, when we scrimmage, whatever, whatever he did. I kind of take that, did the same thing with Kyle Korver, did the same thing with Andre Karolinko. Like, just kept picking up stuff from guys that had success. And he got to go from Tim Duncan. So, like that that name is like, that's, you know, that's that's top of the totem pole type stuff right there.
0: Yeah, that's a good person to learn from for sure.
1: No, no kidding. We're gonna go really far back here. And I want to ask you about your Austrian roots because I believe on October 26, 2016, you became the first Austrian-born player to ever play an NBA game. First off, really? kudos. I didn't know that.
2: That's crazy. Yeah.
1: Very, very cool stuff.
2: You're putting applause on there. Yeah,
1: applause. <laughs> <laughs> so are you essentially the Franz Klammer of Austrian basketball?
0: You know who that is, CJ? I have no idea. <laughs> uh, in a way, yes. Sure, you could say that. But also, absolutely not. Because people in Austria really, really care about skiing. And they really don't care that much about basketball. Ah. So <laughs> even though I like am the first... Austrian NBA player, like ever, like basketball just doesn't really have that standing in Austria. So I can still fly under the radar a good amount. Like people, people know who I am. Like I'll get recognized, but it's not, it's not what you might think it is. Like you think like he's the only person from this country to ever do it. Like there's a reason because like people just don't really play basketball like that in Austria. They're they're skiing. (laughs) Yeah. They're (laughs) skiing. They're playing soccer. They're doing other things.
2: But what we can't say is that now, the recognition that you bring will it will birth other guys so that's the thing that it happens yeah and And we'll get down the line and then they'll be like you know this guy was the one that opened the door so you know it, it just takes time
0: there's there's uh you you can see a little bit of development like i mean basketball is becoming more and more international anyway um but even like in a country like austria where like even like i'd say we're we're pretty far behind some other European countries that that really care about basketball, like, but you can see the movement. And like you just said, like I'm just trying to do my little things. Like, first of all, yeah, playing in NBA, like the recognition obviously helps, but then like having these basketball camps, like just doing, doing little things I can within Austrian basketball community to like help push it along a little bit more.
2: It's also another tool for community, right? It's another thing you could do to help bring people together to do, to just have, people together in peace and in harmony and spread light and love it doesn't always have to be just about the game right yes it is and it helps you but like it's another tool because of what you've been able to do with it that you can help your city help your town help your help your parents your uncles your cousins your everybody can have something to do with that and you can just take it through the city
1: so you are still doing the camps right
0: yeah. Yes, I am. Like this, this past summer, we, we had some, some issues with the gym that we usually use. So like we, we had to um, skip a year, but we're already planning on, on having it set up for, for next year. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm still doing the games.
1: That's awesome, man. And both your parents were volleyball players.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm the only basketball player in my family.
1: So are you a good skier and are you a good volleyball player?
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say yes, but I haven't been skiing since I was about sixteen. Like they cut that off real quick. <laughs> like as soon as I got to any type of like semi-professional level in basketball, they were like, "Nope, like there, there's no more skiing." Like I used to go every winter. Like we we go with the family. Like that's just it's it's basically something you do in Austria. Like if you grow up in Austria, you like you grow up around mountains and stuff. Like it's it's like kids in the U.S. like going to play like hoops like going to the streets like um shooting mm. hoops and stuff like that like that's just you'd like have like a little winter thing like in uh you, you ski down the mountains um and volleyball yeah I still play volleyball like because my ba- parents both play like anytime we we're on some sort of like family vacation like when I'm with friends like on the beach somewhere there's like some beach volleyball set up like I I try to play like I, I learned a little bit from my parents like they didn't they didn't let me leave the house without like no uh volleyball education so yeah, I
2: got a little something so so here's the the this is the thought that's popping in my head so you're in Austria there's no basketball there's nothing with skiing nobody in your family played basketball and you end up being Jacoperto how exactly.
0: does this how does this happen I honestly I don't know like <laughs> it's I mean like there's there is like it's Vienna's a big city like there's about uh-huh. like there's almost two mil- million people living in, in Vienna so there's still like it's just a small basketball community, like, but there is basketball, and I was a really tall kid, so yeah. it was just one of those things. But so, so kid was a, like better a qu- lot of energy.
2: A, yeah, who's a better question? Yeah. Who came and was like, "Hey, come play basketball!" Like, who? What was it? Somebody in your family coming, got you a coach? Just saw you? Yeah, it was my like parents. Out- okay, that's what I That's the coach. Mm.
0: My parents, like, I was, I was, like, I was this little kid. I was probably like in first grade, second grade, something like that. And they were like, "Well, you got too much energy. Like, you got to go do something uh, with it." So. <laughs> I tried, I tried all kinds of things, but like basketball was one of the first things I tried just cause I was, I was so tall. Um, and I just stuck with it. So it was really, it was never like a plan to go pro. Like it was never like a thing. Like I want to become the next whoever, or like yeah, be yeah. a professional basketball player in the NBA in Austria, wherever. Like, it just kind of like, it was like one step in front of the other. Like one day hmm. I was, I was in the spot where it was like, well, I can really do something yeah. with this.
2: That's hmm. the way it should be though. Should be one step. That's the way you should go about it. Like you, uh, if you feel a certain way. You like it. It's good for you. You keep going, and then you just you just listen to it. Sure.
1: Just a couple more minutes here. What does the name Andy Hill mean to you, Yak?
0: Andy Hill. He yes. was the guy that. Yeah, I'll I'll say he's the guy that brought me to the states. That brought me to to college in Utah um he's the first guy that recruited me out of utah like there was a, a couple of like other small colleges that recruited me but i'd say utah was like the first one out of like a like a power conference like a bigger school that showed real interest um and he he even came to austria to recruit me and then our head coach came over to recruit me so like they they really like were invested in me like from an early point Um, I'm pretty sure he came and watched me at the European Championships like play for the national team so um, Mm -hmm. I'd say he's one of the biggest parts of like me kickstarting my US basketball career like and it really like it just it went so fast from there like going to college like staying there like really could have gone to the NBA after one year decided to go for a second year so yeah that was those crazy times.
2: I never asked you this question. I got to ask you this. I got you. How did you like Salt Lake when you were there? I never asked you this before. I never thought about it. To be it. honest, when I was there, like,
0: we weren't in the city. Like, we're on campus. Like, we had, like, first year, we had our dorms. Like, we were doing our thing there. And then the second year, like, we we had a house off campus. But, like, we were still, yeah. we're doing, like, college stuff. Like, we were never downtown. Like, yeah. I wasn't I mean, old enough for the bars anyway. Like, if we if we were <laughs> trying to have fun, we'd go to, like, parties and stuff. Like... <laughs> Same like, here. I wasn't we'd have a little house parties, like stuff like that. So I, we didn't even really need a city there. Like it could have been in the middle of nowhere. It would have been the same thing, you know.
2: Got you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I never. I, I read- just. I just thought about that. I never asked you that.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: we're gonna wrap up in a few minutes. I just, I was curious because I, I read that you know, for for you to watch NBA finals games, it was in the middle of the night, right? And so was there a particular – this is a question for both of you. Was there a particular NBA finals that was, you know, one of the highlights of your your childhood that made you fall in love with the game? Or was there one finals that, you know, just is cemented as a moment in your life?
2: You want to go first? Hmm. Do you know your CJ? So I don't have a – it's not a finals, but um, just – the memory of literally sitting six inches from the TV and hearing the, dun, 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 like hearing Bob Costas and hearing the, like that's yeah. cemented in my head. And like, obviously seeing Michael Jordan, Um, I was a, he was Penny Hardaway. He was, he was Grant Hill fan growing up and just watch. I remember just, just being enamored with the, the showmanship to get to the game. Right. I was already in love with the game, but seeing, just the whole thing that came with it was what really pulled me in. Um, Seeing that it got them to that point and seeing the excitement that came with it, seeing my, my uncles and my parents and my cousins all come and like everybody get to the house to watch the games was the thing. That was the thing that really pulled me all the way in.
0: Uh, I guess for me, like you said, it's, it's, it was so difficult to watch basketball back home in Austria. Like it's not on TV. It's not on anything like you, gotta buy a league pass you gotta stay up till 3am in the morning and like just pretty much sacrifice the whole day the next day just to be able to watch wow. that so like we <laughs> didn't watch a lot but then when it when it came to the finals I, I can remember it must have been like my last like year or two in austria like where like i was really getting into basketball like i knew this was what i wanted to do so i was like putting in the time and like we it was like three, four of us that would get together. Like one of us would buy like a, a the the leap pass stuff. Like we'd just get in the middle of the night. And it, I think it must have been around that time when LeBron went to Miami. So like 2012, 2013, around that time. Like we there's there's a couple of years where we in June, like school was almost over. We'd be like, yeah, we'll stay up in the middle of the night. We'll we'll stay up till 6 a.m. and watch some finals games. And we would just all get together, like sit in the living room somewhere and, and watch the games.
2: It still baffles me. Like one well, one, our childhood's are totally different, obviously, because he's talking about LeBron. <laughs> I'm not even gonna talk about it. <laughs> two. Um, like you're not watching basketball, nobody plays basketball in your family. They just was like, yo, you're tall, you got too much energy, go play, and now you're in the NBA. What year is this now? Um you're eight. eight years in the NBA, super yeah. veteran, tremendous career <laughs> so far. And I'm just trying to figure out, like, it's a special, special case, man. Like, like for sure. congr- it, no, it, it, makes, it makes me appreciate you even more than I already did, though. Like, because it really shows like a, a love and a, a real appreciation for the game. Because it wasn't like it was a super big influence that it was like the game itself did this. This is not somebody no. that you had to follow or someone pulling your hand down the, the aisle. Like, you should do this, do that, do this. You like it. It'll get you. Like, no, you just. Started playing and you loved it, like you said. One foot in the front of the other, and next thing you know, <laughs> you're yeah. in pregame with Tim Duncan. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's pretty, it's it's amazing, man. Right. Like, it's, man, it's a crazy story. Yeah. yeah, for sure.
1: Pop is quoted saying, "Really, he's talking about you. Really, one of the glue factors on this team. You can always count on his consistency and what you're going to get." A hell of an accomplishment um, and hell of a praise from a coach who who knows how what it takes to win NBA games and to have a a long career in the NBA. And there's no reason why you're not going to continue for another four or five, twelve years, whatever you want to do, because yeah. um, I mean, you know your job and you do it very well. Um, so I mean, it's just really cool that you're you're back with the Raptors. And uh, CJ, final word before we let uh, Yak go.
2: I mean, I'm just still. Putting this together, man. I didn't know the whole story. Like, I'm just still. It's amazing, man. Like, you know, I got love for the big fellas. So, like, just keep going, man. I love watching you, man. Appreciate keep it, te- you keep te- keep teaching guys. Keep getting better yourself. Sure. You gotta pass those little tricks along. Appreciate yeah. you guys.
1: Exactly, man. Christian coloco is there waiting for you,
2: <laughs> for sure. Because yeah. you know these these young guys, they 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 getting a little. You know now. Now you know. You, you know how how, did, how people looked at you when you came in. Now you know the feeling. So like, just For get sure. them straight. Get them straight.
1: All right, that's strictly hoops with CJ Miles and pertle Rate, review, subscribe, you, like, and uh, do all that fun stuff on every platform you take in this content. We'll see you, Yak. Thank you. Peace.
0: See ya. Appreciate you guys.
2: Hey, what's, it like? what's it like? What's it like to see the moment? Feel yourself growing, this is greatness that I'm showing Close your eyes, I'm still glowing Close the door, I'm still going This is grand business, have a seat and be a witness Hey, what's it like?